Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest on hematological oncology. Today's podcast will cover the latest updates in amyloidosis, where you will hear from three experts on current and future treatment approaches, clinical trials, and more. First, we will hear from Dr. Estathios Castritis from the University of Athens School of Medicine, who will discuss a retrospective analysis investigating the efficacy of bortezomib-based therapy in the treatment of light-chain amyloidosis. This is a very large retrospective study that uh, collected data from about 4,500 patients with L-amyloidosis in Europe. These were patients that were treated for this disease between 2004 and 2018 from 10 countries and 13 sites across Europe. Uh, we also compared the characteristics and the outcomes of the patients between two chronological periods before and after 2010, which is more or less the date after which bortezomib-based regimens became more popular and widely used uh, across Europe. What we saw is that um, we didn't, uh, there was no difference in the characteristics of the patients before and after 2010, meaning that still most of the patients were diagnosed at the quite advanced uh, stage of the disease. So we definitely need to improve early detection, and this is an admit need. After 2010, regarding therapy, as expected, bortezomib-based regimens became the most widely used primary therapy. Autologous transplantation is used less often in Europe than in the United States. Less than 7% of the patients receive autologous transplantation. Second-line therapy was based mostly uh, on uh, changing uh, uh, the mechanism of action of the drug and lenalidomide and other IMIDs were used for patients who were treated initially with bortezomib as expected. What we also observed and is very important is that among patients treated with conventional dose regimens, the deep hematologic responses, even with bortezomib, the most widely used regimen, were below 40%, indicating that uh, we are still failing to achieve our goals for the majority of patients with L-amyloidosis. The overall survival of patients with L-amyloidosis improved, especially for patients with stage 2 and stage 3 disease, but remains disappointing without any improvement for patients with stage 3B disease. Next, we will hear from Dr. Vaishali Sancharwala from the Boston University School of Medicine, who will share some insights into the future treatment of light-chain amyloidosis. So the future for treatment of AL amyloidosis is bright. Uh, early diagnosis, increased awareness, and uh, uh, newer treatment regimens are going to improve survival in patients with AL amyloidosis. Stage 3B patients with advanced cardiac stage uh, cardiac involvement remains an unmet need. However, there is a clinical trial that is being presented at this year's ASH meeting, which is EMN23 clinical trial, showing single-agent subcutaneous data tumumab remains a uh, valid and a viable option for patients with advanced cardiac involvement in stage 3B patients. Dr. Sancharwala will also update us on results from the Phase 3 Andromeda trial investigating daratumumab plus bortezomib, cyclophosphamide and dexamethasone versus bortezomib, cyclophosphamide and dexamethasone alone for the treatment of light-chain amyloidosis. 
uh, an updated analysis of Andromeda clinical trial is being presented at this year's ASH meeting. Andromeda clinical trial is a phase three clinical trial of subcutaneous data tumumab plus VCD, which is bortezomib, cyclophosphamide, dexamethasone, versus VCD alone in the treatment of newly diagnosed patients with AL amyloidosis. An updated analysis with a median follow-up of 25.8 months is going to be presented by Dr. Ray Comenzo at this year's ASH meeting. The additional follow-up on this clinical trial uh, reported no additional safety uh, concerns. This clinical trial uh, also suggested that the hematologic complete response at a median follow-up of 25.8 months is in favor of DARA VCD arm at a rate of 60% compared to 19% for those who were treated with VCD treatment regimen. Organ responses were also evident on this clinical trial and organ responses with respect to cardiac responses and renal responses were also in favor of DARA VCD arm uh, and accounted for 53% and 58% at a landmark analysis of 18 months for DARA VCD arm compared to 25% for VCD arm respectively. Uh, this clinical trial has led to approval of subcutaneous daratumumab with VCD in the treatment of AL amyloidosis in nine countries globally, including the FDA and United States of America. Our last speaker for today is Dr. Maria Mosvin from Brigham and Women's Hospital, who will discuss the use of botulinum neurotoxin to treat amyloidosis. AL amyloidosis uh, is uh, a rare and uh, very debilitating disease uh, that remains incurable. And unlike multiple myeloma, that is a tumor burden disease, uh, AL amyloidosis is uh, related to the expansion of a limited amount of plasma cell clones that secrete an incredible amount of free light chains. And importantly, these free light chains have chemical physical properties that make them amyloidogenic. So they form these insoluble fibrils in circulation and the precipitating target organs inducing organ damage and eventually patient demise. And the current therapies for AL target the bone marrow plasma cell clone uh, using approaches uh, uh, that are employed in myeloma. But uh, however, uh, there are no therapies that really target the pathogenic component of this disorder that is the free light chain secretion. And also surprisingly, uh, there, there is a limited amount of data uh, that uh, uh, show uh, the mechanisms of uh, uh, free light chain and immunoglobulin secretion in plasma cells. Uh, when we started this study, there were only two, uh, two uh, works uh, that showed that uh, a colocalization between intact immunoglobulin and uh, snare proteins, uh, specific snare proteins. Um, so uh, snares are a large family of uh, proteins that by 
including secretory vesicles, mediate the uh, secretion of immunoglobulin extracellularly. And it's well known uh, that uh, snares are the main target of botulinum neurotoxin. So here at ASH, we present our work where uh, we targeted free light chain secretion uh, by delivering botulinum neurotoxin to plasma cells. And uh, we tested uh, seven different uh, uh, serotypes of botulinum with a distinct uh, uh, snare specificity. And we showed that all serotypes of botulinum, except for the B that behaved like the control, uh, control vector, uh, induced cytotoxicity at 24 hours. Uh, further, uh, we, we observed that upon botulinum neurotoxin administration, there was a decrease in free light chain secretion extracellularly in the cells uh, that undergo apoptosis, but not in the cells that survive, consistent with our hypothesis. Uh, also, uh, we wanted to identify what are the potential snare targets of uh, these cytotoxic uh, botulinum neurotoxin. And we looked at the snare cleavage that is a readout of the catalytic activity of botulinum neurotoxin. And we showed that uh, the clones that undergo apoptosis have uh, also a dual cleavage of SNAP23 and VAMP3 uh, that are um, potentially two snare targets uh, that uh, snare proteins that modulate the free light chain secretion in uh, plasma cells. Uh, also, as it pertains to molecular mechanisms, uh, we showed uh, the retention of free light chains uh, uh, intracellularly induced uh, unfolded protein response with induction of CHOP and GAT34. Uh, that is uh, uh, the molecular mechanisms that will drive uh, uh, the apoptosis in these uh, cytotoxic clones. So overall, uh, our uh, preliminary data show really uh, the, um, uh, the proof of concept that is really feasible to uh, target immunoglobulin free light chain secretion in plasma cells. And uh, uh, this is a potential translability um, of uh, this approach uh, in AL amyloidosis and clinical application potentially in the future. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Hemonk and subscribe to VJ Hemonk podcasts on Spotify, Apple and Podbean. Until next time.